Hello, everyone, and welcome back for the 14th episode of the Trojan Venture Podcast. I know we just were on yesterday, but we told you guys it would be a busy August, so we are here again today for another great episode. Vivek, how are we doing? I'm solid, man. I'm ready to do this, right? Day two. Let's get to it. Day two. Day two. And today we're really excited because we have another great guest. Vivek and I are excited to welcome Dave Vu, co-founder and co-CEO of Ribbon, a professional social platform centered around verified achievements and ownership. Dave has spent a large portion of his career working on people and talent operations at several companies. Dave started his career as a business consultant at Oracle. After Oracle, Dave spent five years as a senior ta talent manager at Grossman Dorland Recruiting before taking on other head of talent and acquisition roles at Event Moby, Class Capital, Ezra, and Local Logic. In December of 2022, Dave left Local Logic to start Ribbon. Dave is a graduate of the University of Sydney Business School, and we could not be more excited to ask him all about Ribbon and about his per professional and per per personal journey. So let's get started. Hey, Dave, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Eric. I'm very happy to be on the show. Honored to be part of the USC Venture Podcast. Yeah, and so we have a lot of really exciting things we want to talk about with you today. But before we kind of get into the the weeds of it, we would love just kind of a high level overview about what Ribbon is and what you guys are trying to solve. Absolutely. I mean, the longer term vision for us is to contribute more uh, verified professional um, data into the world. Um, we think in a world where Gen of AI is going a certain way in the next five to 10 years, uh, deep fakes, bots. And I think we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg. Uh, it's going to get more complicated. We're not going to see and or understand where some of the source of that information is going to come from. And so for us, we just want to be able to uh, help con contribute to that to make it a, a better place where when you look at somebody's professional data, you're going to know where that source of information comes from. So you've spent a large amount of your professional career in the talent and people operations department at several different companies. Could you tell us about what made you want to get into the talent and people operations space? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I actually just stumbled upon it early in my career. Um, after graduating from business school, I knew I wanted to get into tech. And so I joined Oracle uh, in their consultative sales team, uh, where we were selling enterprise software to large companies. You know, at that time I was approached by a recruiter with a business development manager opportunity uh, with another startup um, that was recently funded. So funny enough, uh, I was unaware at the time, but my boss and I were both interviewing for the same role. Uh, so we were the final two candidates uh, for that role. Unfortunately, I didn't get the job, which took me down a different path in my career. Um, and, and that's when I ended up joining the same agency that gave me that opportunity, um, because at that time they were building out their practice, helping early stage startups, growing their Toronto tech ecosystem, uh, you know, helping, uh, startups like Wadpad, you know, Shopify. And I joined, uh, from there, I joined other startups at various stage of their, uh, growth, including being part of a VC really just to better understand all the facets of tech, the tech industry and uh, from a human capital perspective. And I, I very early, very early on, I actually understood how important talent 
um, can be to a company's success. Uh, all great startups uh, start with great talent because as you know, ex execution is everything for a startup. And during that time, I saw a lot of changes and trends um, in the talent uh, industry and, and saw a lot of room for, for areas that can be improved. And you bring up talent, and I would agree that that's one of the biggest things or not the biggest thing uh, that determines the success of a startup, at least at the earliest stages. And a lot of companies, especially at the early stage, are really plagued by finding great talent. And so what do you think are the main challenges that companies face in building out their initial teams? Yeah, I mean, you hear the, the term war on talent being thrown around um, all the time. Basically, all that means is great talent is really hard to find, right? And then convincing them to join is an, another challenge on its own, especially when you have so many options available to people these days. So for me, I, I really break it down to three stages or three main challenges for companies. The first one is really identifying the right candidate. So in a world where you don't have verified information, it isn't really rarely available uh, because it's, it's all self-reported, right? You, you're the individual selling yourself into the market. Uh, so it's really time consuming for companies to properly identify those great talents. And then right after that, you have to engage with them. So in a world where great talent aren't always looking for new opportunities and they're constantly bombarded with messages coming from all over the place, um, especially on a place like LinkedIn, you know, how do you stand out? How do you sell them on the opportunity, on the team, the culture, the vision? And then to tie both of those things together, as a company, you need to hire really quickly. So the interview process can take months. And, and that's because, the, as I mentioned about the first two stages, um, it's difficult to get correctly, uh, which requires a lot of um, effort, time, and money from the company side to be able to, to do a deep screen, identify those right candidates, uh, and you know move them through the pipeline. So once you identify those right candidates, right, um, what would you say great bosses do to keep their employees engaged and happy? Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of things you can do to keep a, an employee happy. Uh, for me, I think during my experience over the last 10 years, uh, various startups, I really see kind of three main areas that will really keep uh, an employee happy and and surprise Compensation is actually, to me, not one of the top three. It is important, but it's not one of the top three. The first one is really to recognize your your employees. You know, celebrate their achievements and accomplishments. You know, they want to know that they make an impact, and 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 others um, see their contribution within the org. And especially these days, they also want to be recognized externally as well. Um, and other employees are constantly watching how you interact with with uh, with those individuals and how you treat them. So it's a great mechanism to keep those employees happy if, if you, you recognize them uh, properly. The other one is I would say, uh, show that you care about their growth and their career development. You know, Give them all the tools that they need to succeed, but most importantly, help them visualize what that growth can look like for their career. And, in their and especially in their organization, what that success can look like as you, you know, hit certain milestones, achieve certain great things within the organization. Because I think once you visualize that, you know, you can rally teams together to, to, 
to hit a certain goal and reward them as they uh, attain those goals. And uh, also encourage them to continue to learn new skills within the organization. I think that's easier with larger organizations, uh, but even smaller organizations, you know, uh, encouraging encouraging them to to find sources of um, you know other great sources for them to to continue to learn, whether that's mentors or like somebody within the organizations that can help guide them and, and grow um, some of their skills. I think that's really important. And then for me, finally, is you know keep the communication line between the manager and the individual you know open and transparent. Um, you know, have that dialogue with with your team on a constant basis, um, especially now in a in a remote hybrid environment. You know, more communication is always better, and don't be afraid to give them honest, constructive feedback. Um, I think if you give them that honest, constructive feedback, and it comes from a good place, they'll really appreciate that. And also, you're trying to make them better employees, but ultimately just better people. And switching kind of back to ribbon, one of the things that I think m people may think is, you know, is ribbon a alternative to LinkedIn? You now, for the unhappy LinkedIn users, or is it a new kind of way to think about how we interact on a social and professional level? So, how would would you say it's kind of an alternative or kind of a new type of thing? Yeah, I would say it's it's a little bit of both actually. Um, and the reason why I say that is because you know LinkedIn, I think is is coming to their twenty year anniversary. So it's pretty crazy to think it's been twenty years since LinkedIn was launched, and it was built for a different generation. Uh, it was built for a generation that wasn't online, and I think that was before Facebook was around. There's no social media uh, or social networks. Um, but you know, fast forward to today. Uh, there's just so much information that that that's out there uh, that's readily available. So, you know, people are looking for alternatives to be able to engage with each other uh, and make sure that they engage with the right people. Uh, you know, a place like LinkedIn, sometimes you're connecting with others, and I don't know, if, I don't know if you guys find this, but I'll connect with people, and I'm not even sure if that's a real person on the other side. Is it a bot that sent me a message? You know, is it a scammer? Um, so. You know, people are yearning for that that alternative, especially I think the younger demographic. I think the other thing is we're also just thinking about things differently from a social media perspective, and especially from a professional social media side of things. Uh, like there is a an opportunity to carve something brand new, where the individual can own their data. Uh, you can have more verifiable work. You can connect with better people that are more verified so you can have better conversation with each other. Um, and uh, yeah, I think, I think that's uh, something that's missing in the market at the moment. So you spoke a little briefly about, um, you know, fake profiles on the other end. Um, so what does, you know, Ribbon do to kind of combat that? And like, I know Ribbon's value propositions, one of them is that the ver verification and uh, recognition process helps ensure organic and real users. So yeah, just take us through the verification process. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, working back to our vision, right? We want to contribute more verifiable professional data into the world. And we want to create 
the most trusted professional profile available on the internet, uh, point blank, full stop. And in order to do so, we think there's kind of three ways to do that. The first one is um, creating a, a short video intro about yourself, uh, 30 seconds. It allows you to stand out amongst the crowd. Um, but also it does another really important thing is it tells the rest of the world that you're not a bot. You know, you're, you're a real person at the very least. And I think, you know, uh, an organization like WorldCoin was trying to do the same thing, but they're, they're doing it in a much more extreme way with the orb uh, scanning your retina. You know, we, we don't think you have to take it to that extreme, but the, the video piece makes it fun, allows you to stand out and, and it verifies that you're a real person. The second piece is really the ability to socially verify some of your work. So for example, you can, know, you can upload your CV, you can port over your LinkedIn information. And besides each one of these items, including your title, where you worked, uh, the company itself, you can ask a former manager, a teammate to socially verify that. And the reason why we're doing that is because uh, in a world where uh, reference checks happens in a silo, you know, you could provide me with uh, your former manager's name to a third party that's doing a reference check. Um, but you can also then provide me with a fake number that directly directly goes to your, your friend who's going to act as if he's your former manager type of thing. This allows us to pull the curtain back so that the more people socially verifies a particular item, on your CV, on your um, on your profile, uh, the likelihood that it's true just increases. Uh, and the third verification for us is institutional verification, and that's where we create partnerships with, for example, you know, in the future with USC or clubs at US uh, at USC, where the institution recognizes your the members, the students, um, you know. The, the company can recognize their employees for achievements and things that they've accomplished um, while they're at the organization. And we can trace that recognition back to its original source. So we, we have some confidence that uh, it's happened because of, of the institutional verification side. And obviously, almost every marketplace, whether it's like a social media marketplace, a professional one like LinkedIn, is as valuable as the amount of users that are on the platform. And I think one thing that I've heard is, hey, a lot of things I don't like about LinkedIn, but everybody's on LinkedIn, right? And so how would you kind of address that, that person who had that question and said, you know, I really like what Ribbon's doing in terms of the verification process. I think it's important, but how can I not, how, how can I pick this over LinkedIn? Is it that I kind of have both or is it, you know what, if you trust that ribbon's going to be the way to go, then you know what I mean? How do you kind of think about that? Yeah. I mean, early days, uh, it's okay to have both, uh, potentially ideally we would love for you to have a ribbon, uh, only a ribbon profile. Uh, but we see an alternative, we see a world where eventually as the ribbon community grows and more and more people are on the platform to see the value of ribbon, you know, you're going to share your ribbon profile over a LinkedIn profile, um, especially if you're applying for a job or you're connecting with people. Because the way we look at it is like, why would you share a, rib, a LinkedIn profile when none of that information is verifiable? When if you share that ribbon profile and you have a couple of checks of things that are verifiable, it just builds that extra level of trust with whoever you're talking to. 
Um, and I think that's going to take time, but over time, we're going to be able to really show that value to people that having more verified work is going to attract more people that want to be part of a platform that connect with, that allows you to connect with others that have more verified information. So you can have better conversation. Uh, we can block out more of the spam and the bots and, and all the, the stuff that people hate about LinkedIn. Um, what are the most important things you look for when evaluating a candidate to join Ribbon's team? Yeah, so we uh, we've been busy hiring. So this is a uh, this is fresh for me. the The biggest thing for us is really they have to be passionate about what we're building. Um, you know, especially if you're joining uh, a, a company like ours, where which is very mission driven. You know, we you need to believe in what we're building, what the future. Uh, really can look like. We also need you to to be able to be fearless and take on challenges. Um, you know, being an early stage startup isn't easy. It, it, it you know, there's going to be lots of ups and downs. Um, but are you willing to take on those challenges? Um, find different ways around it. You know, try to problem solve it. Um, you know, bring in resources within the organization externally. You know, but you have to be tenacious about it and be persistent. And I think from what I notice about really successful startups uh, that I've been a, a part of and been around, you know, those things are really key is if you have those um, characteristics within your founding team, um, you're going to be able to, to, to have great success. And I think those individuals are the ones that are eventually going to be leaders within your organization. And so you want them to then now believe and have those those traits to now share that to their team as we grow and hire people for them uh, uh, within their team. And obviously with an early stage startup outside of just the team, your investors are also really important in terms of scaling your vision. And so one of your investors is obviously social leverage, uh, who you could talk about. But when you're going through the fundraising process, what were you looking for um, when bringing in investors? What type of investors, you know, how did you evaluate that? So for us, um, it was really about, I mean, investors bring money, right? Like we don't have to sugarcoat this. Like they're the ones that are going to bring the money in. That's what we need in order to, to, to get going and to hire and go through that, through that process. But the other factors I think that are, are I wouldn't say just as important, but really important is um, their network. Do they have great network that they can introduce you to? Um, are they going to be engaged with you? I think one of the biggest things that we saw with social leverage, Cadenza, all the investors that are part of uh, Ribbon at the early stage is that they said, you're not going to be just one of 200 other portfolio companies. Uh, we're going to dedicate time and resources with you to help you uh, attain success. You know, whether that's introductions to great talent, whether that's uh, introducing uh, us to, you know, potential customers and, and users or experts or advisors. Um, I think that their network is super important. And then I would say the final thing, similar to what I was saying about uh, early employees is, um, they have to have the same vision as you and align those visions as well. Cause I think it's going to be a long relationship. 
with your investors. Uh, so again, you're going to go through ups and downs. They have to believe what the world that we're, we're trying to build uh, and have the same passion about it. And when things are not going right, they're going to be there with you. Uh, when things are going great, they're going to celebrate with you as well. But they're going to be with you along the full uh, the, the full the full way all the way till the end. And I think that's really important for us to to identify uh, those types of investors. So, what were some of the challenges you faced from working at a company to becoming a startup founder? Um, the challenges uh, that really came with um going from a company I, I would say it's probably the unknowns there's a lot of times where you know you're part of a company uh, it's already established you know they have clear product market fit uh the business model is is, is clearly established um you know you're trying to solve different problems and challenges at that point uh but in the back of mind you know that these things work and so you're just you know doubling down on on certain things. When you're you're switching over to your own startup, uh, really early days, uh, you don't you, 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 there's a lot of unknowns. Um, so there's a lot of amb ambiguity, a lot of unknowns, and you have to go and figure it out yourself. Nobody's gonna tell you how to figure it out. So there's a lot of uh, uncertainty, um, and a lot of doubt. Uh, but that that comes with the territory, right? You're 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 trying to uh, build something new in the market. You're trying to be innovative, um, and with that, you know sometimes there's no playbook that's that, that's necessary there for you. And I guess one final question. Obviously, we know that one of your first customer demographics that you want to go after is college kids, people of this generation. And I guess, Vivek, this would be a question that we could both kind of ask to Dave, but how can we kind of help you in kind of penetrating this first market? You know what I mean? Um, are there any specific things you would like kind of college kids to know about Ribbon? Um, you know, how is that, how they sign up? Can you, you know, kind of something you would tell them? Yeah. I mean, people could go to our website today, sign up. Uh, it's at ribbon.cool. And... It takes about 30 seconds to, to sign up on board. Um, you know, the reason why we're going after students is because you're starting your career and we want to give you that alternative uh, and that opportunity to create your profile. And uh, we look at it, your profile is essentially just a vehicle, right? It's, uh, it's a vehicle where you're going to be getting great achievements and recognition throughout your career. And we want... We want you to be able to feed that into your profile right from the beginning. Uh, and that's a great opportunity for students to, to start building their reputation. Um, so we would love anybody that's interested, that wants to try something new, that wants to stand out, you know, go to our website, sign up. Uh, and when you go on the website today, you'll see a lot of uh, uh, videos and a lot of people have introduced themselves. Um, you can engage with them. We have a lot of features that we're going to be enabling that's going to even bolster and help you as an individual. Um, for example, we're going to open up search capabilities so that companies can now, uh, companies can find you to collab or, or individuals can, can find you to collaborate. Uh, uh, you can network better. You can find better job opportunities. 
um, so yeah, we're going to open up that um, in the future. So that allows you to be able to, to have more opportunities to stand out in the market. Well, Dave, really, Vivek and I just wanted to thank you for taking the time. Um, we're both really excited about what you're building at Ribbon. And personally, I can see the benefit that this would have to kids our age just to start and then obviously the broader market. So thank you so much for sharing your story. And we we look forward to seeing where Ribbon goes. Absolutely. I'm a huge fan of US, USC football. I've been following Reggie Bush. Pete Carroll and uh, Matt Leinhardt back in the day. So an honor to be on, on, on this podcast. Well, you know, what, you obviously know what podcast you're on because that that's music to our ears. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, one last thing I'll say for anybody listening, we have a lot of new features coming out. That's going to benefit you. Um, so stay tuned. Super exciting. We're changing how things are, are done. And we are going to also reward you for being on the platform itself. Something that uh, Ribbon does, uh, um, LinkedIn doesn't do, that Ribbon is going to be able to do. So stay tuned. A lot of great stuff happening. Well, awesome. Thanks again, Dave. We'll speak soon. Well, Vivek, what do we think? I think Ribbon is a great new product that will have a lot of application for especially younger generations like us. So good stuff coming from them, yeah. It's interesting. I think that especially in the world of like AI and how many fake profiles there are, I feel like this issue behind verification just like continues to get even bigger. So I feel like the market for them is just continuing to expand. And I also like the part about, you know, verification of experiences. I think that will add like a whole other, like maybe even like a B2B layer you know what I mean? Like they could partner with like, I don't know, uh, companies and stuff like that and recruiting organizations to kind of make sure that people's resumes are true. So I think there's a lot of applications for it, both on the D2C and B2B side. So I think it's exciting. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Excited to see where it goes. Yeah. So anyways, uh, so another great episode and we will be back next week with another guest for episode 15. Until then, um, hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you all soon.